At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the nightcap here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Farrells. He is Sean King. I, I, we're going to have to set odds on what dance move Sean King's going to do coming back from break. I've been watching YouTube. I'm getting <laughs> that caught up. It was hot and popular in 2021. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Sam Monson's going to be with us in five minutes. Uh, go all over the NFL with Sam, of course, works for Pro Football Focus. Uh, let's get some baseball scores here real quick. Uh, in Queens, the Mets and the Dodgers in the bottom of the ninth inning. Kenley Jansen in in a tie game for L.A. Edwin Diaz pitched the uh, top of the ninth for the Mets. This game is tied at four right now. Pete Alonzo up as uh, who would be the uh, winning run if he could walk it off for the second consecutive day for the Mets. Regardless of what happens here, the pregame total was eight. So if you have the over, you have you're going to win because the game's not going to end in the tie. Uh, that's true. Not a bad spot. To it's be, a good Sean. feeling. <laughs> and you're especially going to feel good because the Dodgers are about to put up five in the top of the tenth. Oh man, Sean King taking his shot again, laying the super uh, run line with LAD tonight. I don't even know if the Mets have any closers left. I uh, I don't know. I don't even know who they would go to because Trevor May threw. 30 pitches yesterday. Yeah, Familia yeah. was ineffective. Yeah, they've had the two doubleheaders. So, I, I don't know where I'm they feeling would. good. I'm feeling good. The uh, the Dodgers uh, bullpen, uh, they have, after Kenley, they don't really have any of their good guys left. We, we, we're going to get some runs in this extra All I'm going to say is don't look now. The Cubs are on the way back. It's 14 to 9. <laughs> <laughs> A touchdown wins it. Oh, my goodness. That's four. So, that game, by the way. <laughs> Since Sean had over seven and a half, 
Sean won that bet in the bottom of the second and, and inning. And it started like five hours ago. Yes. Uh, yes. It started uh, It started four hours even ago now. 14-9, four in the eighth for the Cubs right now. Uh, Marlins were a small favorite in this one. Lazardo minus 113. Uh, total was, again, I, I'm with you on the total. I don't know how that was made seven and a half with those guys. It's a misprint. Uh, third throw in tonight. And, so. it was, and the over was even money. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I missed that one. Should have bet it, Sean. I should have followed you. Hey, man. Nightlife, easy nightlife impacting the daylife over there, making <laughs> these numbers. <laughs> uh, other scores in MLB. By the way, Alonzo strikes out, so extra innings at City Field between the Dodgers and the Mets. By the way, uh, not to rain on your parade, the Dodgers are 1-12 and in extra inning games this year, Sean. So you're saying there's a chance. They're due. The I one. Would, you would say they're due. Yeah, the one. Yes, the one was the... Right. The one was that wild game. That's all game. you need to focus on. The one was the wild game in San Diego earlier this year yeah. where San Diego ran out of pitchers and it had to have Cronenworth pitch That's at the top a, half of the, the inning. The Mets are almost right there. <laughs> uh, other scores in baseball. Uh, let's go to Washington in a game that was delayed three hours, Sean. Yeah. And not good so far for Charlie Morton. Gave up two quick ones in the first. And the Nationals, who really, res- other than Juan Soto, really resemble the Harrisburg Senators at this point Listen, lead to nothing. All you have to do is get to their bullpen. Yes, you're not wrong there. Great things happen for the <laughs> club you're rooting for. Uh, Braves close minus 165 with Charlie Morton tonight on the hill against the Nats. Uh, Sean, let's go to another one of your bets here tonight. And you've been picking on the Padres recently <laughs> with the Diamondbacks of all teams. And you laid the reverse run line. Yes. You had the fortitude that not many men would have on this one. Let's go, D-backs. It's one nothing in the fourth. Uh, it's a nice play by Grisham to Robbie of extra bases. But the Diamondbacks, again, 36-80. Uh, and 80. And Sean King going with the reverse run line. Tonight. Listen, you have to play streaks. And right now, Padres are on a bad streak. They lost the tease. You know, Darvish, I think, might have hurt himself yesterday. He didn't finish his start. Just, you know, they're not playing good right now. So, you know, a lot of value there. Plus 310. Your other run line bet working all right right now. Houston 4, Angels nothing as they play in the fifth. Still early. We ain't got to the bullpens yet. I don't count my chickens in baseball because of the bullpens. Well, you have the better bullpen in that game. I do. So you're in reasonable shape right there. Sam Monson, a pro football focus. Going to join us next here on the Nightcap on VSIN. It is the Nightcap here on VSIN, hour number two, well underway. I'm Jeff Parles. He is Sean King. And now with us, you find his great work at Pro Football Focus on the tweets at PFF underscore Sam. It is Sam Monson with us right now. Sam, let's just dive right in. First off, thanks for being with us tonight. Preseason, every team in action this week. How much do you take from this first week of the preseason? Um, it depends what you're looking for. I think there's things you can definitely take from it, um, particularly schematic things, you know, what teams are doing, what an offense or a defense looks like, what a new scheme can look like, those kinds of things. Um, maybe players can move the needle a little bit in terms of performance, uh, particularly ones where there's a specific role being crafted for them. 
but otherwise it, it's preseason. You know, it's not it's not going to determine um, careers I, either way. Most guys aren't even playing their starters. You know, a ton of these guys just are not even being risked at all in these games, even in the first preseason game. Um, so yeah, if you're the results are meaningless. The performances might not mean that much, but you can still learn a, a decent amount. You know, Sam, as we look at the upcoming season and we look at historically what has happened, every year someone who everyone thinks is going to be really good ends up not living up to that potential. And some obscure team that everybody's kind of put in this corner, I'm going to bet against them in all the Survivor tournaments I'm in, they end up surprising us. The data says that those two teams are who this year? It's tough because I think, by definition, looking for one of those dark horse teams, um, you know, it, it's a it's a team that you shouldn't be looking for. You know, it's going to be a surprise, um, and it's a team that not all the data is going to support. There are going to be little bits here and there. I think teams like Washington and Denver, who have incredibly good rosters top to bottom and just don't have the quarterback of some of these other uh, contending teams, if you're looking for a team that – could put it together if they get a run of sort of high-end quarterback play. Ryan Fitzpatrick is definitely capable of that. That's more of a question mark in Denver, whether it's Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater. But those two teams have fantastic uh, sort of teams. Rosters top to bottom, they just have a question mark at the quarterback position. Um, but it's, it's, not a, it's not a certainty that the quarterback will let them down. So if you're looking for a real dark horse for a, a successful team, I think those, those would be two to pick. In terms of a team that like could completely underachieve, that Seahawks roster now is not in good shape, but we assume they're going to stay pretty good because Russell Wilson is a great quarterback, and it's very difficult to lose a lot of games when you have a great quarterback. Um, but ultimately, like at some point, the fact that that roster has deteriorated around him and the defense isn't what it was um, and all the problems that they have, it feels like at some stage that will come back to bite them. Um, and maybe it, this is the year, you know, maybe things on school around him. And this is the year the Seahawks aren't competitive. Sam Monson with us right now here on the nightcap. Of course, Sam covers the NFL for pro football focus. I want, I want to stay out West. Because uh, the Seahawks, even though they're the defending division champions, are the third favorites on the board. Uh, depending on where you look, you have some books that have the Rams as the favorite. You have some books that have the 49ers as the favorite to win the West this year. Sam, which of those two teams would you make the favorite out West, San Francisco or L.A.? I think the Rams probably should be the favorites, but I definitely agree with the idea that it's close and you could easily see it going either way. Um, I think the, the hesitancy with the 49ers is we don't know what that quarterback situation is going to be yet. It looks like they want to start Jimmy Garoppolo at the start of the season. I'm not sure there's a tremendously compelling reason to do so. I don't think the Trey Lance is the kind of quarterback that needs to learn from the bench for any period of time before he gets in the lineup. And he just offers so much more in terms of that rushing threat and what they can do on offense than Jimmy Garoppolo does. So I would love to see Trey Lance starting week one and be the quarterback for them um, throughout the season. But because that's a question mark, I think you have to lean with the Rams who just got an upgraded quarterback and, you know, have what was the league's number one defense. will probably take a slight step back this year, but should still be very good. Sam, uh, just uh, looking at 
other teams at the top of the NFC, at least going into the year. Let, let, let's go. Let's go to Sean's uh, former team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who, of course, the defending Super Bowl champions, a big favorite in the NFC South, returning all of their starters this year. A high win total, 11, 11 and a half out there for Tampa. I'm going to ask you to get a look at this, the negative way for here. What stops Tampa from steamrolling through the NFC South? Yeah, it's really tough to find anything. I mean, the only things that make any kind of sense are, one, they catch the bad end of you know injury luck, and that can happen to any team at any time in the NFL. That's just the nature of the game. Uh, if they get particularly unhealthy this year and they get a lot of injuries, that can derail any team. Um, so that's one possibility. Two, you know, Tom Brady is an absurd age to be playing at a high level. At some point, that has to become a factor. It hasn't yet. There's no sign of it. Um, but maybe this is the year. You know, sometimes it hits quarterbacks quickly. Peyton Manning sort of drove off a cliff towards the end of his career, and it, it happens quickly. So uh, there's no sign of it, but maybe this is the year that Tom Brady starts to look human and starts to look his age. But beyond that, it's very difficult to find any like logical reason why they won't be better than they were last year, certainly during the regular season. And then, you know, once we're in the playoffs, they just need another run again. You know, Sam, the NFL does such a great job of making everything a big event. I mean, the draft is turned into much must-see TV. I mean, it's over two or three days. Like, it's a, a, a big production. The one off-season event that I think doesn't get enough coverage and people kind of forget because it happens before is free agency. As we go into this new season, what free agent move that happened in between last year and this year is going to ultimately end up paying the biggest dividends? Uh, one of the moves I really liked was Cleveland bringing over John Johnson um, from the Rams. Like they, all, they also kind of went back and they grabbed Troy Hill as well. So they brought you know forty percent of the league's best secondary over to Cleveland to fix a problem that was probably the biggest hole they had on the roster and was something that really showed up uh, in, in the playoffs and showed up late in the season for them and probably capped how good that team could be last year. So the, they didn't stop in free agency. They came back and hammered it in the draft as well. But bringing in a couple of players that should be massive upgrades for that secondary, I think could pay massive dividends for Cleveland really quickly because the rest of that roster is very good. The rest of the team is really good. And if you bring in a couple of proven players from a defense that was fantastic last year, I think that has the potential to be an outstanding bit of business. Let's keep it with the AFC North then in Cleveland because Pittsburgh, they kind of showed us what they're going to be moving forward those last five weeks last year, stumbling to the finish line, getting blasted by Cleveland in the playoffs. The Bengals not ready yet to really compete. So, Sam, this looks like a two-horse race between Baltimore and Cleveland. The Ravens plus 115 favorites at DraftKings to win the division. Cleveland coming in at plus 150. How do you see this division playing out, especially with how you like Cleveland improving their secondary in a big way? Yeah, it's definitely a two-horse race. I think Baltimore obviously have the the legacy. They've got um, a bit more of a track record of being a good, well-run franchise. Cleveland, though, like, they've on paper, they've patched up all the holes from last season. Um, and by the end of the season, they were cooking. Uh, that offense looked good. 
everybody was in sync. They still haven't really had Odell Beckham healthy within that system while it was functioning. So I think their offense should be fantastic. They've made some good additions to defense. The only question there really is, you know, how quickly will it gel just from the volume of players they've added to that? But, you know, if, if you didn't know that that roster was the Cleveland Browns and everything that comes with that, you know, the factory of sadness and decades of futility, if you didn't have all that emotional baggage attached to it, I think you would view Cleveland as one of the top contenders for a Super Bowl in the NFL. They would maybe be the third favorite team behind Kansas City and behind Tampa Bay, and they would, I think, be the division favorites. But we know they're Cleveland, and it's just going to take a little bit of time to get used to the idea that they're now really good. Sam Monson with us right now here on the Nightcap. Get Sam on the tweets at PFF underscore Sam. Uh, We opened the show tonight talking about the Buffalo Bills, Sam, and they're big favorites in the AFC East, minus 170 at some spots, minus 150 right now at DraftKings. Just how big of a gap is there truly between the Bills and the rest of that division? It's pretty big, but I, I think they might be a team that could surprise a little bit negatively you know, versus everybody else in that division. I think we should expect the Patriots to be significantly better this year. They're getting a lot of players back. They went on one of the biggest spending sprees in NFL history and free agency. And okay, we've seen that go south in the past, but the Patriots were adding smart players that should make a difference to this team, even if it's not a long-term thing, and even if it doesn't propel them back to the Super Bowl a year ago. Um, and Buffalo was one of those teams last year that was very healthy all season long. If they if that regresses a little bit and they get just averagely unlucky in in terms of injuries, they could find it a bit tougher this year. Um, so I, I think they're clearly the best team in the division, and they should win it. But it might be tougher than people are expecting it to be. Sam, are you buying the Chargers hype? Yeah, for the same, like for the the fifteenth year in a row, the Chargers <laughs> sucker everybody in every year. Um, and, and you always fall for it. And I'm, I'm falling for it again. I, I really like what they've been doing. Um, I think they had a really smart offseason because, you know, Justin Herbert was the number one graded quarterback in the NFL last year under pressure. And it would have been really easy to see how he played and see how he played under pressure and decide, oh, this is great. We don't need to worry about fixing the offensive line for the first time in a long time because we've got a quarterback that can deal with that kind of pressure. But that's just not a long-term sustainable game plan. Nobody plays well under pressure long-term, certainly not better than they play when they're not under pressure. So the Chargers didn't fall into that trap. They went out and invested heavily in that offensive line, um, bringing in guys like Corey Lindsley and Matt Filer and then drafting a, a tackle in the first round. So that should move the needle in terms of making Justin Herbert's life easier. Um, And that defense, the biggest addition there could well be uh, Brandon Staley at head coach. You know, he was the, uh, the guy that made that Rams defense, the number one defense in the NFL. I think the chargers defense has legitimate top end talent. um, And it's been underachieving for a couple of years. So Brandon Staley coming in there with that system could propel the defense into somewhere pretty good as well. Sam Monson with us right now here on the Nightcap on VSIN. You can get Sam on the tweets at PFF underscore Sam. You can get him as well. All of his great work 
on Pro Football Focus. Sam, uh, we have about uh, we have about two minutes here, and I'll ask you this: We the two lowest win totals are the Texans and the Lions this year. Who do you see being worse? Oh, the Texans by <laughs> by a distance, I think. I mean, we were we were talking about this on on the PFF NFL podcast this week. The the Texans and the Lions are actually pretty close in terms of odds for that number one overall pick. But I, I don't think the Lions are going to be bad. I, 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 well, not terrible. I think the Lions are actually going to be respectable this year. The Texans are just a mess, and it's they have no quarterback right now. Not only do they not have a quarterback, but the one that they have, you know, has all this uh, these accusations shrouding everything. He's a kind of distraction in camp. They haven't uh, the, the NFL hasn't placed him on the um, exempt list, so they're kind of stuck with him. It's the whole thing is just a disaster. Um, the team, you know, reportedly tried to just end training camp earlier to get away from the media presence that was around there. I mean, I can't see a scenario where the Texans aren't truly terrible this year, whereas I think the Lions will be not bad. You know, they'll win five or six games, and they won't be an embarrassment. Texans win total of four. And all you need to know, Sam, of how bad it looks on paper Week one, Jacksonville goes to Houston. The Texans against a team that is starting a rookie quarterback with a head coach that's never coached in the NFL. Oh, and by the way, they lost their last 15 games of the season last year. Houston's still a two-and-a-half-point underdog in that game. Yeah, and they should be. I mean, <laughs> I, I think Jacksonville wins that comfortably. I mean, they won four games last year with Deshaun Watson, a quarterback. If they are rolling Tyrod Taylor or, or something like that out this year, it's, it's going to be hideous. He's Sam Monson. Get him on the tweets at PFF underscore Sam. And also go find his great work all over Pro Football Focus. Sam, thank you for being with us tonight. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. It's always uh, great to catch up with any of the Pro Football Focus team. Sam, especially big thanks to him. Quick updates in Major League Baseball in New York. The game of the night, Will Smith, a two-run homer off of Jay Reese Familia, to give the Dodgers a 6-4 to four lead, officially cashing your overs, which we're going to win anyway because the total was 8. And once uh, you get 4-4, four, four, you absolutely are going to get home with a winner. So the Dodgers get it done uh, in the top half of the inning, 6-4. Uh, they're going to the bottom half of the 10th right now. Uh, Two-run lead for the Dodgers. We'll see who's coming back out to pitch the bottom of the 10th. We get back. We're going to update you on everything else that's going on. Not a lot of scoring so far in Arizona, Sean. Not a lot so far. There's hope, though. Right teams (laughs) in front. Uh, Neither the baseball game nor the football game with a lot of scoring so far in the desert. We'll keep you updated on everything that's going on around the sports landscape next here on the Nightcap on Visa. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. 
The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Nightcap here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Barles in for Tim Murray. The bougie vacation for Tim Murray to Hawaii. Sean King to my left. Rich people do rich things. <laughs> oh man. Uh Tim's back Monday. So uh uh don't worry, Sean. You'll have you'll have uh you'll have the main host. Like, back should on. I feel a certain way if he doesn't like bring something back for me? He has to at a bare minimum. Right. When you go to Hawaii. I think at a bare minimum, he has to at least bring you a pineapple back. Like, what do they drink in Hawaii? Is that a tequila, that's a my, rum? That's Mai Tai. Mai Tai, that's rum. Mai Tai. Yeah. And he's got to bring me, like, a local rum or something at minimum. I look. I I, I, uh, I, I agree. Tim, Tim, if you're listening, you got to bring Sean back something, something right. good. Yeah. Something good from uh, wherever he is in Hawaii. I don't know where he, where he went, but... Uh, I, I, I didn't ask for like a real like great white tooth or something. You know? I didn't ask him to go do anything dangerous. You know, just you know, cadaddle by the local spot and bring me some local rum. There we go. Hey, no, no, knowing, no, knowing, uh, knowing Tim will bring you a can, a can of spam. There, Sean. <laughs> I'm not above spam. Hey, spam's good. Yeah. I like spam. You and I, you and I see eye to eye on that one, there, Sean. Uh, let's uh, let's go to Arizona. We'll go to we'll go to the football game first. Okay. Even though Sean King's in good shape through five uh, with the Diamondbacks. Don't jinx it. 
Uh, I, I didn't say you're you're home. Yeah. You're nowhere near home with Don't the Diamondbacks. You know, you know, you got a lot of sweating to do I, there. I was, I was up 4-0 in the uh, Dodger <laughs> game at one point tonight. Too. Yeah, two two nothing uh, Diamondbacks there. Uh, but in Arizona and the Cowboys, how about a touchdown for the Arizona Cardinals? Uh, the former Arizona State standout Eno Benjamin yeah. with a touchdown for, for the Cardinals. Great state of Texas. That was a big recruiting victory yes. for Arizona State. Yes, ten to three late in the uh, in the first half. There, uh, it has been erratic to say the least offensively in, the, in this game from these. And, and a lot of times in the preseason, especially early, you don't have a lot of offense in. And when I say in, I mean in the game plan. Trust me, they have the entire system already in from a practice standpoint. But in the game plan, you know, you're not going into that game with everything. So, you know, a lot of times it's a limited uh, book of plays, and you're just trying to see what guys can do and, and get out of there healthy. 10-3. Again, Cowboy, Cowboys uh, kicking a field goal here at the 4th uh, and 3 from the 20 after going for it in a scenario uh, earlier that was uh, very similar to this. So, uh, there'll be a 37-yard kick uh, for the Cowboys trying to at least uh, get tighter with the Cardinals there late in the first half. In baseball, uh, the Mets got one back in the bottom half. Will Smith, the two-run homer in the top half to make it 6-4. An RBI ground out by Jonathan VR has just made it 6-5. The Mets have a runner at second with two down for James McCann, the final hope tonight. For the Mets and the final hope for Sean King yeah, to get this through. game. The game 6-6 six, six is going to yeah, the, get this game to the 11 so you can win yeah. your super super run line yeah. on the Dodgers. Yeah, I'm not asking for a lot. Yeah, I'm not sure who the Mets even have left to pitch at this point. Good. Let's find out. <laughs> uh we'll see uh we'll see how that one goes there. Uh in uh in San Francisco, we haven't mentioned this game at all. Uh the Giants, who again have a have a five game lead on the Dodgers entering tonight. Uh get the Rockies, who again, Sean. Really good home team. Yeah, this bad year. on the road. They are hilariously bad away from Coors Field this year. Thirteen and forty-three away from home, and so far not so good. Five runs in the first two innings for the Giants, and that has held up so far. Five-two, San Fran as they play in the bottom of the fifth. Mm-hmm. San Fran's playing good baseball. You know they're a team that you really don't want to see come playoff time. You know uh, Buster Posey leads that engine on offense. They got some guys. I mean, I think the National League is wide open. I really do. The Giants behind us here at Circa finally became the division favorite in the NL West this morning. <laughs> First time all year it has not been the Dodgers' favorite to win the West behind us here at Circa. Other books still have the Dodgers' favorite, including DraftKings, have the Dodgers at minus 130. But again, at, at this point, if you're, you have a five-game lead where you – been looking for win number 75. If the Giants win tonight, they're 75 and 41, Sean. Right. Like, you're looking at a, 104 wins at this rate. You are. You buy, you have to buy. If you have a plus price out on the Giants still, I would still take it if I were betting this right now in a jurisdiction that has those numbers. I agree. Uh, I just think people look at the Dodgers and they see that starting rotation. I know it's going to be difficult come playoff time. I know they've been kind of inconsistent at times, but those guys make the big bucks for a reason. You know, they know how to mentally lock mm-hmm. in as we get close to October. So they're a force to be reckoned with, but they're beatable. They're definitely beatable. Hey, speaking of the World Series and speaking of the playoffs, our guy Aaron Oster found us some World Series exacta matchups. And we're going to see if we can get any value 
out of any of those. By the way, final in Queens. Dodgers hold on, 6-5 final. Uh, not getting anyone on this desk happy with that result. Yeah. With the Dodgers winning that one, 6-5 in 10. We're back with more baseball next on the Nightcap. Start your football season on the right foot with the VSIN College Football Betting Guide, which is here now. With our expert analysis and picks for conference champion and Heisman hopefuls and playoff teams, plus power ratings for every team. Now is also a great time to get your all-access VSIN subscription, including college and pro football betting guides, along with everything we offer for the entire football season. Get your college betting guide for just $19.99 or start your free all-access trial today at vcin.com slash subscribe. It is the nightcap here on vcin. I'm Jeff Parles. He is Sean King. It is halftime between the Cowboys and the Cardinals. It's 10 to 6, Arizona in front at the half. Barn burner. Barn burner. Yeah. Mr. Strebler's in the game for the Cardinals for the rest of the way. He actually just ran somebody over. I mean, it's truck season for the Arizona QB. I like, oh, there go those turnovers. As we see the uh, Cowboy running back fumbling the ball, that really was an issue for them last year. Zeke, for some reason, started really being, you know, lacking security with his with his ball, mm-hmm. you know, handling. So well, that's something got to get fixed. It's hard to win in this league. You know, when you don't turn it over, it's almost impossible when you do. And the Cowboys, of course, no, n- none of the real real horses are going tonight. No, no Zeke, no Cooper, no Lamb. Dak is still battling that strained shoulder. Uh, no DeAndre Hopkins, no Kyler Murray on the Arizona side tonight. Yeah, so give some young guys a chance to kind of separate themselves. Uh, Colt McCoy looks like he's having a pretty good game, 6-7, six 69 yards. You know, it makes you feel good, you know, when the guys that don't play normally go in and play well. Makes you feel good as a coach, makes you feel good as a GM, makes you feel good as an owner, makes your fan base feel confident going into the season. And that's really what the preseason is about. Can we get positive momentum going into the first game of the season? And uh, tomorrow, the first big Saturday slate for preseason football. Uh, bright and early out here in Vegas. Uh, the traditional 1 o'clock Eastern kick in Chicago uh, for the Justin Fields debut tomorrow, which is Can't wait. The, the highly anticipated debut of Justin Fields there in Chicago. But let's pivot back to Major League Baseball here. And let's look at some World Series exact matchups here, Sean. And not surprisingly, all these from DraftKings, the first three on the board, the three favorites, all involve the Los Angeles Dodgers, who are still, again, the betting favorite to win the World Series, despite the fact that it looks like they may not even win their division this year, Sean. Astros Dodgers the favorite at eight to one. White Sox Dodgers at plus eight fifty. Rays and Dodgers at twelve to one. And then the non-Dodger combination start with actually the Astros and Brewers and White Sox and Brewers at seventeen to one and eighteen to one respectively. And then we don't see the Giants who had the best record in baseball until the sixth option against the Astros at nineteen to one. As you look at the screen here at Vison.com, Sean. Anything on this board stand out to you? Well, I think the Rays or the White Sox are coming out the American League. One of those two teams. So if I'm looking at this, 
everything kind of starts with with those two teams. I can't figure out between the Brewers, Giants, and Dodgers who I really think is going to stay high. The value says go raise Brewers. Mm-hmm. I just think the Brewers twenty five to one. If Corbin Burns and, and Woodruff like really pitch to the level they're capable of, you could see a scenario where those are your four wins in a seven game series. Because that's what you're going to have to try. And how do we beat the Dodgers four times with that staff they have? And you can see a scenario where those two guys get you your four wins. So I think the Rays, just our team, they find a way to win. Like year in and year out, everybody underestimates the Rays. They find a way to win. So I would look at White Sox and Brewers, which is 18-1, to 1, and Rays Brewers, which is 25-1, to 1, is having the most value, in my opinion. So – as always, let's let's uh, do some I- extrapolating here real quick. Right now, the Rays are plus 425 to win the American League. Mm-hmm. And, by the way, that is way down from what it was about a month ago. Absolutely. And if you're looking at the NL, the NL is, I, I actually agree. The AL, it's, de- it's the White Sox or the Rays. Mm-hmm. I, you and I see eye to eye there. I'm not buying the Astros as a World Series team. I mean, either. And you look at the NL. The NL is so hard to figure out at this point. Impossible. Because if the, even though I think if the Dodgers get out of the wild card game, they're probably beating the Giants in the division series and ripping the Giants' hearts out. And then you have Max Scherzer, Walker Buehler, Clayton Kershaw's an afterthought right yeah, now. Right, right. <laughs> like the rotation and, and is if you, ridiculous. And if it gets tricky, like you can trot David Price out there for four innings right. to start the game. Right, and you, you Urias, yeah. who, who pitched tonight, right. is really good. Like that Dodger team, if they get by the wild card game, there's no reason to expect that they won't be in the World Series. But Sean, it is baseball, and you are if you are in a one game winner take all scenario in baseball. I don't care if you put the Marlins in that game. Yeah. You can lose to anyone in a winner-take-all one-game playoff, and with it being the Padres. Now, the Padres are in a bad, are, are in a bad headspace at the moment. Mm-hmm. They're not playing well. They're battling with injuries. We don't know when Tatis is coming back yet. Uh, you Darvish hurt his groin last night. Mm-hmm. But we're still talking about a supremely talented team that the Dodgers would have to beat in a one-off game where, again, the Padres have have played the Dodgers even for the most I'd part this year. I'd love for the Padres to beat the Dodgers in the wild card and eliminate them from <laughs> They don't even the make entire, the real playoffs. The entire, like, dude, I'd love for that to happen. Well, that would be the most chaotic thing yeah. to happen because then if it's let, the NLE's champ, whoever that may be, the right. Brewers, the Padres, and the Giants, you're talking about, to me, going into a postseason, the most wide-open NL playoffs that I can remember. Absolutely. Period. I think it is. I, I think, you know, if Philly, if they're hot, I mean, well, you have two top end starters and Nolan and Wheeler, if they're right. Who knows how this series with the Dodgers goes if not for the rain delays and you know the interruptions? Like that kills your momentum. You know that home crowd was ready to you know really be a factor. Yeah, and you know then the game gets you know delayed. You back to back rain delays. Yeah, you know, so it takes some of the energy out of the stadium. And you know, you're just looking at it. We get to the playoffs. Like it's tough to go to Philly and win. Yeah, well, we, we know we know Philly crowds can be raucous, yeah. Sean. We, we know that for a fact. Absolutely. I've seen it <laughs> firsthand. Well, we're, 
old veteran stadium, I, I have a feeling, was probably not one of your favorites. To well, go here, to. here's a great thing I love to throw in the face of all my diehard Philly sports fans. Go ahead. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers closed down the vet and opened up Lincoln Financial Field by mm-hmm. whooping the Eagles. Yes, yes. Uh, of course, the uh, he had a pretty nice time there in an NFC Championship. Yeah. I'll just say that. We beat them, and then we played them first game following season. Brand new stadium. Rob Sylvester Stallone was there, and we whooped that bud. <laughs> when we get back here, Sean, you last night said Clemson's going 9-3. and three. Facts. We're looking at the ACC as a whole. Who does Sean like in that conference if he has Clemson only going 9-3? and three? That's next here on the Nightcap. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Indeed, 
Indeed's instant match searches through millions of resumes in Indeed's database to deliver candidates who fit your job description instantly. More at Indeed.com slash credit. It is the nightcap here on VSIN, the sports betting network. I'm Jeff Barles. He is Sean King. And one week on the job. Sean King has already upset all of Jets Twitter. Yeah, they're upset with me. <laughs> I might need to get security. <laughs> Still angry at you more than 24 hours later, too. Yeah. That it's uh Yeah, this is like Last year, they're still mad. <laughs> but I think the most noteworthy thing you have said this whole week, though, Sean, is what we're going into right now. Okay. We're going to the Atlantic Coast Conference, better known as the ACC. Right. And if you see the odds to win said ACC, Clemson's minus 750 to win the ACC. They are. You last night, hmm? Sean King. Yeah. Clemson's win total is 11 and a half. Yeah, it is. You wouldn't even think twice about betting the under. Facts. Because you have the Clemson Tigers who played Georgia week one. And that's going to be a difficult game anyway, you slice it. Yeah. But at least to my eye, Sean, there is only one other game on that schedule that worries me slightly. Mm-hmm. So where do you, how do you find this down to nine and three well, for the Clemson. This Tigers. isn't doom and gloom for the Clemson program. This isn't okay. It's just a one-off. Yes, this is a one-off. This is a regression year for them because I think their talent level is not what it has been over the last four or five years. And they started to get exposed at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. You know, Ohio State looked faster, more athletic than Clemson. You know, um, Notre Dame looked more athletic faster than Clemson. You forget at Notre Dame the first time, they put up 30-plus, mm-hmm. but they couldn't stop them. You know, And that's where I think Clemson has had a major regression is their overall talent on defense. I don't think they're loaded with NFL guys like they were four or five years ago. Having said that, I have them losing to Georgia in the opener, and I haven't – I think they're going to lose to NC State. Okay. At NC State. But I definitely know they lose two of these – Four games at NC State, at Pitt, at Louisville, at South Carolina. They lose two of those four on the road. I just think when you take a team on the road that's not dominant, you think in the last couple of years, they've had some conference games where they've really had to turn the volume up in the fourth quarter. Boston College comes to mind. Oh, Syracuse. Syracuse. Syracuse played them tough for whatever reason. Even though this year, if Syracuse played them tough, that would mean yes. something really went wrong. Right. In that Syracuse is probably as bad as they've been in a while. So yeah. I didn't, but I'm, I think they lose two of those four road games. Okay. I, and, I really do. And remember, fun facts here real quick. Nathan Peterman and Pitt went on the road to Clemson years ago and did win in, win in Death Valley yeah. uh, at one point. Look, for me just looking at this, Kenny White, by the way, who's going to be our next guest, agrees with you on the NC State one. He thinks NC State over six and a half might be the best win total bet of anything on the board this year. But just the one thing I will say, if they got Boston College in Chestnut Hill, that would be the game I'd really look right. at. Right, Boston College Boston came to College Clemson. Boston College is really pesky. I, just, I hate picking against Clemson in Death Valley oh, because yeah. of how they support the program. It gets really loud. You know, you really have to thoroughly spank them to get a win there. But on the road, it's different. When that energy and that crowd is rooting for the opponent, now it's a tight game in the fourth quarter, and you're not the Clemson of the last four or five years, I'm just saying they're going to have a one-year regression. They'll be back to Clemson, 
in 2022, but I'm in 21. It's it's a regressive year for me, in my opinion. What what are, what are your thoughts of DJ Uangalele? I think he's really talented. I think he is. I just don't think his supporting cast is the same supporting cast that's been there the last half a decade. Well, they do get it. It does look like they're going to get Justin Ross back mm-hmm. after that uh, that scary Wide neck receiver, injury a year ago. Really good player. Yes, uh, I obviously made a big impact two years ago. Didn't play because of the neck injury a year ago in the COVID shortened season. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you look at other teams in this conference, conference, let's go to North Carolina because Mac Brown they they've exceeded expectations so far since Mac has returned to the program. They have a great quarterback there. I love him. I'm on record as saying Sam Howell and Michael Penix, to me, are the top two quarterbacks in the country. And Howell right now, by the way, I have a ticket on Howell to win the Heisman already. I got him at 14-1. to If we we look at North Carolina's schedule, their win total is 9.5, which obviously is look, you're asking a team to win double-digit games Mm -hmm. if you're asking them to go over to 9.5. But this is another one of those schedules where I look at it and, Sean, if they go to Blacksburg and beat Virginia Tech on opening night, and I think they're going to because I don't think Virginia Tech's any good. Never count out Sandman. No, well, it is a tough place to yeah, play. Never course, count out Sandman. At Lane Field. That's a rough place to go get a W. But looking at the rest of the schedule, they get Miami at home, mm-hmm. which is a good break. Mm-hmm. They do have to go to Notre Dame, mm-hmm. and by then Notre Dame will have everything all set. They return less than 65% of their starters, which is – a rarity this year with the COVID rules. And that's why it's hard for me to bet the over by the Tar Heels. Yeah. I'm all in on Sam Howell. And I think he's going to be phenomenal. But because of the amount of talent that left Chapel Hill, and we're talking about two NFL, NFL backs, yeah. caliber talent. We're talking about years of ACC mm-hmm. starts and experience. Mac hadn't been there long enough for their depth to be at that level. So I think they have some very talented, yet inexperienced, younger players that are going to have to learn on the job. And to me, that's just a recipe when you're talking about winning a conference, playing for a national championship, that doesn't generally work if you're not Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson. I don't don't disagree with you on the point of losing the NFL talent. Is Again, look, you look at the running back situation. Mm -hmm. Both running backs. They legitimately... Williams and Carter are both going to play this year in their respective Both guys that can catch the ball on third now. Yes. When you look at the dominance they had on offense, mm-hmm. a lot of it was balanced you know, with that dominant run game. Now, I'm sure they have a capable running back. It's the other defections that brought. Right. The, uh, the, the one thing I will say, though, and I do like North Carolina to win the ACC Coastal plus 130 still, because you look at the rest of that division – uh, Duke is going to be really bad. Georgia Tech is still building mm-hmm. post uh, Paul Johnson era. Again, it's just going to be hard to build when you were running an option for double digit years and you're trying to go traditional like Jeff Collins is. It's going to take time right. to get your system in there. Uh, I love Bronco Mendenhall, but Virginia just doesn't have the horses this year to really they're compete. They're dangerous, though. They're, yeah. they're that one team they're that's probably going to have three or four losses, but they're going to have two legitimate wins. They're going to lose a game or two they shouldn't. And they're going to win a game or two they shouldn't. And just looking at the rest of that division, as long as uh, Pitt is uh, in their current circumstance, uh, I, I, Narduzzi does multiple things a year that cost them <laughs> games. So I, I don't want anything to do with them. Virginia Tech I don't think is any good, even though they're the third favorite. What are your thoughts on Miami? Because De'Ar King's obviously coming off a significant knee injury. I, I, I'm not convinced 
that Manny Diaz is the guy that they think he is as a head coach. I think it's still a question mark there. You know, I just think I don't really judge young coaches off of the COVID year. Right. And I know that wasn't his first year, but that was his second, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to give him some more time to kind of prove, you know, because he changed both coordinators, if I'm not mistaken, after year one. Mm-hmm. And then the COVID hits. So you don't really get the practice time that you would normally have to really go out and, and implement your systems and really get, you know, your guys, you know, up to speed on what you want to do. So this year is a big year for him. You know, if the Eric King is healthy, they have a chance. That offensive line isn't great, but, you know, you have a mobile quarterback who's capable of doing a lot of things on his own to make you successful. So, I mean, we'll see. Miami's always a threat. You know, they just always seem to sleepwalk through two games a year. And, and, and it ultimately costs them, and they haven't really reached the potential that or the expectations that they've had in the past. That schedule, all things considered, win total nine. Look, uh, they're losing Alabama and Atlanta. Like they're losing that game. At Chapel Hill's a tough win. At Chapel Hill's tough. At Pitt won't be easy for them. You know how I feel about NC State. The look, NC State as well. Look, I will say this. I know Michigan State's down. They're terrible. If, you, would, forget, if you forget the fact that Michigan State beat Michigan last year, they're awful. Oh, they had, look, and they beat Northwestern yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but but uh, look, they're not any good. But the Appalachian State game week two is not that's thinking if you want to schedule a non-conference like your third non-con game because uh, again you could argue Michigan State's better than Appalachian State and I I think Appalachian State's much better than Michigan State that's not an easy game for Miami as their first home game and Sean. so we have Kenny White coming on and so I I'm, I'm reading his college You're, book yes but I'm doing it by conference not uh-huh. alphabetical order like it's in so I haven't gotten to the non-Power 5 schools yet, but App State is one I'm really interested as we get down these final couple weeks to see, okay, what do they have coming back? You know, I know they've changed head coaches a couple times in the last three, four years. So I kind of want to see, is there continuity there? Is is there talent? Are they capable of being the App State from that, that we think right. you know, we're accustomed to? Sean, before we get to our guy Kenny White in a few minutes, you had Clemson at nine and three. Yeah. You like North Carolina, but you're concerned about the defections. Mm-hmm. Is this still going to be even with a nine and three season? Clemson's conference. Nope. Who's winning the conference championship? Miami Hurricanes. Really? Yep. Miami Hurricanes. Wow. Okay. So nine to one. Yep. On Miami. So you're buying the health of De'Eric King. Then. I am. Okay. Nine to one. Sean King going with a big shot on the U. To finally win an ACC championship. Facts. All right. I, uh, I again, I, I wouldn't be shocked if North Carolina again if North Carolina can get past those defections mm-hmm. and win. If they win Week One against Virginia Tech, I'm gonna feel real good about my ticket to win that win the Coastal. Oh, we're gonna find out soon. We will find that out in less than three weeks. Okay, which wait. is real good. Can't for wait. sure. Kenny White. Yes. Yes. Sean's new favorite on Twitter, Kenny White going to join us next. We'll get his thoughts on the ACC because I don't think Kenny knows your Clemson 9-3 and three tech. He will shortly. He will know in about 10 minutes time he will shortly. from right now as Kenny White joins us next as we continue on for hour number three in the final hour of the week here on the Nightcap on v the Sports Betting Network. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.